Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Collect Your Life Incorporated podcast. I am your host, Janessa A. Henderson, here with a special guest. Say your name now. I'm special? Yes. Okay, hi. My name is Dominique Bogart. Yes. Okay, so Dominique, uh, tell us about your podcast. Okay, so... I have a podcast that is called The Misadventures of Your Favorite Teachers. Favorite Teachers. And, you know, I like to play around with rap. <laughs> and so, like, one of my favorite Lil Wayne quotes is, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. So, okay. I just kind of took that and ran with it. So, I know that the title is long, but I decided to link it to a Facebook page that I've had that I have had for years. And it's called The Misadventures of Your Favorite Teacher's Favorite Teacher. Right. And it's misadventures because I did not go to school to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. So, it was by design, but not on my purpose, right. to become an educator. Right. So, everything I do, you know, I feel like it's funny. And I feel like um, that people really, like, y'all really let me teach y'all kids? Me? <laughs> right. <laughs> But you well qualified. I am. Because mm -hmm. I don't play about that. Right. I don't play about that. I did go through um, a master's program at Free Harmon. Shout out to Free. Yes, that's where I went to. Yes. Free. Yes. Free is preparing, preparing the people. It's preparing us. Okay. Yes. And so I went, I had a great master's program. Uh, I am highly qualified. I passed all my tests and my certifications mm -hmm. and I have the degree to match it. Right. So try me. Right. Please try <laughs> us. Cause people be trying to come for us like because we young or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um like we not qualified to teach out here. So basically this episode we could go into a lot of things. Um I guess we're just gonna go with the flow because we have a lot in common mm -hmm. um, as far as being teachers and not starting the profession out like not that wasn't our goal when mm -hmm. we went to college it was like not at all and so then becoming teachers and teachers for so long and being effective uh, we have that in common yes um, the effectiveness yeah because it's really people out here now don't get me wrong mm-hmm it's some slow teachers out here. It is. I'm yeah. sure that you've met a couple. And, yeah. You, you ain't got to call no names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that you've met a couple, mm -hmm. as have I. And you've been teaching longer than I have. Mm -hmm. So I know you done ran across more than a few than I have. Right. But I want people to understand that the number of ineffective teachers is small. Yeah, it is. Compared to the no of number the of teachers. effective teachers. Yeah. Like, if you're in a building of 200 teachers... Like, it's probably five ineffective teachers, mm -hmm. I would say. Five or ten. We'll mm -hmm. even give them ten. If that. 
and then the rest is effective teachers but people have this stigma about teachers and education these days and i want to like my thing is why is that like what makes y'all think that teachers out here are just getting paid to I, I think this stigma has kind of been working its way up for a long time because even I had to uh, give way to my preconceived notions about teachers. Mm. And I know that we've all heard uh, the quote, those who can't teach. Mm-hmm. Which is hurtful. It is. <laughs> like, it is. Like, it's hurtful. Because, you know, teachers literally, um, every every career, every profession is standing on the backs of teachers. Right. Because in order to get that way, you first had to go to school, K mm-hmm. through 12, mm-hmm. in some capacity. Right. So, it's not that I can't. It's that I was called to serve. Yeah. In order to be an effective teacher, I feel like you need to have a servant's heart. Yeah, you got to. Like, because you're not going to get the appreciation mm-hmm. from yo uh not saying that the administration wouldn't want to uh give it appreciation uh some do but they can't give you the appreciation for what it is like you can't go into teaching thinking you're gonna get paid so much like it's not but let's put a pin in there though yeah, right because i'm gonna come back to that payment that payment but yeah. you know when you get in there you know you're not making initially unless you get a position up you know somewhere in the district or for the state or something you're not initially Mm -hmm. making six figures at all but you are reaching and touching um as many students as you can depending if you if you were teaching lower elementary or middle or high school you can go upward from 20 to 30 children to anywhere near you know about 100 150 children a day right just depending on you know what capacity you teach in Mm -hmm. and trust me although it does not make up for the money we don't have right because (laughs) folks think we dripping in money we gonna speak that into existence then right y'all think since that's what y'all think but it does give you some sense of gives you like a warm feeling mm-hmm. in your chest mm-hmm. because i love to see my former students mm-hmm. you know doing well and out in the world yes, thriving being thriving. a productive citizen because like that's why i teach like somebody asked me why do i teach i said so the next generation can be productive city well part of it was so they could be be productive stu- uh citizens in society um and making a positive impact on lot other other lives mm-hmm. and also being able to think critically because some of these kids to come to me Ooh. in english 11 can't think critically or it's for lacking. themselves it's lacking and it's lacking and, that, and that's very crucial mm-hmm. because when they get out here in these real world and they have to make these split second decisions mm-hmm. how can you trust them right to make a critical decisions it's, when they can't even we have read this passage and they can't even tell me what they think what without the theme googling. Is. right without looking up without the app googling it right i love to catch kids cheating and i know this is a little just kind of going on but i love to catch kids it'd be so exciting but then this thing is okay so let's put a pin right thinking about kids cheating y'all mm-hmm. so we both do high we both teach high school yeah so the the kid the the excuses and the ways the kids cheat is so slow because like back when we were in school not saying that i knew people who cheated but i was like 
they not even thinking right. like back back when we were in school the kids thought it thought it through like okay i got a plan i'm gonna do this these kids just copy and paste like, like for example i'm a i'm a special education teacher i'm an instructional resource teacher so mm. i co-teach english notice that i said co-teach okay i like that more than than uh than math because I can't do math. That's just, I'm just going to put that out there. Period. So I co-teach English, but English is not at the front of my specialization. My specialization is in special education right. and helping those children uh, with, with uh, disabilities. Right. So if I'm in an English t uh, class and I'm co-teaching English and we're going over some work, um, <laughs> especially something. Do you remember a couple years ago when we were doing like Learn Zillion? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so we had you know everything came with these worksheets, right? Right. So we're going over the work that we've done, and you know I'm going over with the kids, and I ask you to give me an answer, and then you start rattling off this answer with all these big words that I know aren't in your vocabulary because you can't coherently form a sentence. I let you finish. I'm gonna let you read the whole thing, and when you get done, I'm gonna say. That's crazy, because I got that same answer word for word. Now you're just looking stupid. Right. Because I know you don't talk like that. You can't even write correctly. How? What make you think I think that's your answer? Right. You don't even know what this word means. And you saying it. And you're saying it. You pronounced it wrong. Right. When you said the answer. Like, this is when right. I tell my kids all the time, like, don't even try to cheat in my class because y'all suck at it. Yeah. You're not good at it. You're a terrible cheater. So right. you might as well just give me your answer. Exactly. And so like I remember like even doing like ACT stuff mm -hmm. with my kids because being uh, I teach eleventh and twelfth grade and so that's basically their test is the is ACT. So like even doing ACT ahead some kid, I said this is to help you yeah. because granted and then I was like, Don't you want if even if you don't want to go to college, some jobs out here now are looking at your they look at your transcript. Mm -hmm. Like they look to make sure you graduated, but they look to see what your ACT score is because the ACT is like kind of equivalent to like if you're gonna be able to be um think critically and mm -hmm. analyze for their job whatever job it is and it's really rare these days to find a job without having some type of certification so i still try to tell my kids even if you're not going to college because college isn't for everyone right like the act is a test that will kind of help you like either way if you want to go to a certificate program you want to get a skill whatever you need it'll still kind of right ba balance out so i try to be there but i'm like why would you try to cheat on this you hurting yourself you're not hurting anyone else and you know you they already know in my class you're getting a straight zero like you can't can i do it over no but honestly i blame and some people might wince or get a little mad but i blame the parents yeah because you don't give the children any accountability yeah or any responsibility mm -hmm. so when you try to reinforce that at school now you're the bad guy yeah you get that backlash because like i know for me for sure that's the backlash i've gotten is holding students accountable mm -hmm. for like different things i used to have a college research project i still kind of do but it's being revamped but like they would get the assignment in december mm -hmm. like before we went to christmas break and it's not due until may but people end of the year mm -hmm. project and they turn in stuff on a week by week basis like yeah. a rough draft it's college research 
they still wouldn't do it and then i would get pushback from parents like well they didn't do this i'm like ma'am i'm holding your child accountable and you're you're enabling them and that's what's the problem mm -hmm. like i feel like if parent now i've had some great parents like really great if parents would know that we're working with so, you yeah, and not against each now. other like we're not in competition mm -hmm. just like in life i'm not in competition with my sister i'm not in competition yeah. with my brother i'm in competition with myself that's right so like it's the same thing with educated education like parents your your students your child's teachers are not in competition to see you know see who who's the who's best for who's been there for the child or whatever because some parents think that they think that their students or child's teacher is going to replace them like let me tell you something quite frankly my dear i don't give a damn but i had a parent like that and mm -hmm. um, i still talk to this student today she has graduated with her associate's degree she's in mm -hmm. work so graduating from her with her bachelor's degree now but once i told her mother hey i absolutely love this student mm -hmm. she does great work i wish i had 10 more of her it was like boom <laughs> girl i don't want to talk to you no more because she wow. thought i was trying to take her child ma'am i got two kids of my own what right. am i gonna do with yours i don't have time what am i gonna do with your i love her i promise you and i want to see her do well mm -hmm. but i cannot replace you you are her mother i have exactly. known her at that point i had only known her for the ill part of a year You've wow. had her your whole life. I can't. I can't I take can't. your place. Exactly. Y'all crazy out here. Yeah, it's some that I. I just need y'all to collect y'all lives, like the podcast <laughs> says, and know that your student, your child. I keep saying students, but your child's teachers are working or wanting to work with you, like. If y'all would just go hand in hand and know that it's for the betterment of the child, like yes. we all here for whoever the child is, not enabling them, mm -hmm. not uh, trying to coddle them. Like if when they in high school, they should the accountability level should all be on the child. Right. If they fail a class, it was that child, not the teacher. Not the teacher. It was not the teacher. Now. Like we said earlier in the podcast, it's a it's like a small, like a real small yeah. group of ineffective teachers. It in those particular people now, even in, I really feel like even in the ineffective teachers, they'll just pass the people along because some, some of them do, but some don't. Some might want to fail your child. Like if you in a rare occasion that you got an ineffective teacher, then I'll give you that that they just want to fail your child. But see that also that comes and they that, that they still, have consequences. That still comes with you though being a partner in your child's education. education. Mm -hmm. Some of you guys are absent until the last minute. Y'all don't show up to the fourth quarter with thirty seconds left on the clock. Mm -hmm. And if you had been there since day one, you, you would have known and you would have paid attention to that the, this is an ineffective teacher absolutely. and that this teacher just giving my child whatever great absolutely so yeah that is it is it's like you got to be a partner in it and then you will call that teacher out because like we held we have like just like everyone else has morals and ethics we got morals and ethics too absolutely. like we have to uphold and you cannot like that's a trifling teacher but still <laughs> if you as a parent are you know parenting you're parenting doing your job doing what you're supposed to do yeah it wouldn't be no issue wouldn't be no problem it wouldn't be a single issue if you see let me tell you something it's this thing and if you teach in you know memphis 
It's this thing that all your kids have, and it's called power school. Mm-hmm. And you can see their grades. You as soon as it's put in. So you can see when the teacher has not updated a grade. Yeah. The grade is just sitting. And mm-hmm. it's up to you, the parent, to monitor that for your specific child. Exactly. I can't monitor every child I teach. Exactly. It's have, too much. It's too much. I have a I have a hundred some art students. Yeah. But you know what I can monitor? Mm-hmm. Carter and Aubriana's grades. Yeah. And when Carrie gets to school in the fall, I'm gonna be on looking at her grades. Like exactly. That's all. I mean, it's gonna come to my phone. I'm gonna have Carrie was at school or Carrie. I mean, I'll know of course because right. I'll be the I'm one drop off. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like it's it's not it's not in. I don't feel like what well, how hard is it and it's like for me a lot of parents excuses are they don't make sense like <laughs> y'all and it's not to say anything about anybody being outside and enjoying their life but y'all be outside and be at everyone and be all in celebrities businesses mm-hmm. or be on social media about this but you where where are you in your child's education like ineffective exactly you're in ineffective parenting yeah. but you try to put it on us as teachers like we got to do better we have to come together like i'm i'm not one to like say, like say that i'm perfect because like we're not none mm-hmm. of us are perfect but i am gonna say i'm an effective teacher it's in my like check my records like now the first two years we're not gonna look at those okay because i was in a learning it's a learning curve and i was in a in an ineffective environment in a place where i was it was no growth but like when you look at the last eight years of my tvos you look at my scores you look at all this stuff i'm an effective teacher i'm not trying to be arrogant or say anything it's just that's what it is so that case that case in point i'm willing to still grow like i'm we still gotta learn we still gotta move with our students because like this new group of students i'm gonna get in the fall Mm -hmm. are gonna be totally different even though some i may have taught before Mm -hmm. but i'm teaching them for english four so it's different still and it's different with a it's like all different so like the thing is we have to work together like just like in life like even like in any any situation we got to learn to work you gotta you gotta work with others like when mm-hmm. my like we in a group we in a group project and the project is your child come on Ooh, and love it <laughs> and we are all we all have a part of the project the child has the opportunity especially in high school now mm-hmm. now i can understand elementary now middle that's when you should be starting to get them that little account give them a little bit mm-hmm. but high school they definitely got to have that accountability but we in a group project that's what we're do- like that's what we're doing and the project is whatever student your child and you all parents or what one parent whoever the main parent whatever should be is involved in that child's like we're a part of your child's village that's right because like when i think back on teachers i still have a teacher to this day that i talk to um multiple teachers mm-hmm. that i talk to to this day because at first i didn't think i was going into teaching at all like i was saying i would not be a teacher but that's clearly not my purpose and it was god pur- god's purpose for me but it's like the thing is like we're all a part of that ch- your child's village whether you want us in there or not we're gonna be a part of your child life yeah like there's gonna be something that shapes your child like just like you want 
and hopefully i will hope that all teachers have been a positive impact on your child and hopefully that is but like we can't we can't control that but i know that when you're in miss henderson or miss bogart's class it's gonna be a positive influence and on even your child if it's something negative what can your child learn from that negative situation right example if like i'm teaching summer school if your child decided to fail and they're at summer school <laughs> make that into they decided they made the choice because <laughs> you didn't do the the work you didn't do the credit you recovery they give you so they give you so many opportunities within mm-hmm. our district to with recover. our district to recover your grade it's like if you're at summer school it's like you just didn't try or didn't want to so like if you're at summer school and you you believe that's a negative you know thing for you turn it into a positive that you do have the opportunity to get the grade that you need and quit going home and telling your children that that teacher just don't like you yeah ma'am sir Mm -hmm. sir ma'am i promise you we have more things on our plate to worry about than just trying to get even with the child. child that's not it why don't you as an adult think maybe they can't they don't have any critical thinking skills yeah. Maybe they can't think rationally because if you really think that I'm picking on your child, mm-hmm. well, my list is 500 pages long right. that I'm supposed to complete before the end of the week. Mm-hmm. You really got something wrong with you. But yeah. this is the this is the problem that I see, and you can tell me if you see. We we kind of teach in two different demographics. Mm-hmm. I teach in a lower income neighborhood. Janessa teach in the neighborhood that I live in. So, <laughs> but we got some lower income. But the whole school is not the a lower low income yeah. school. The, yeah. You know where I teach. You know we have some we have some students there that do have some things. But for a majority, I think the highest. No, the medium income of the neighborhood that I teach in is twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that yeah. ain't that's not that the ain't medium here. income ain't here. over here. That so let's just here. be. You know, I know. You know, it's gonna be some differences with that. But mm. the common denominator that I see where I teach is that the there there's been an inverted pyramid when it comes to the education of the child. Mm-hmm. Where it should be most of the uh, most of the responsibility is put on the parent. It's flipped. And most of the responsibility is put on the school. Mm-hmm. I have been put in situations where I am literally caring for students. Mm-hmm. I am feeding students. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure they got rides to and fro. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking for clothes for students. I didn't got uh, supplies for students. Mm-hmm. Collecting money for it's all types of stuff mm-hmm. that really goes beyond the scope and the definition of my job uh, duties as a teacher. Right in my contract. So if I'm doing all of this, mm-hmm. what is the parent doing? Yeah, and like I'm not gonna say that I've had to find rides for students or money. Well, sometimes money or even the latter clothes too but like i have been in the same predicament like i've been like a th- i'm like i'm not even licensed to be a therapist oh, and i've been i'm a therapist mm-hmm. i'm like a mediator mm-hmm. i'm a like 
well maybe you know your mom didn't mean it like this like i'm really go and i most when i say i'm on the side of the parents sometimes I'm like well maybe they didn't yeah. look at it in that perspective i'm trying to help y'all yeah. parents out here because y'all kids be coming to us telling all y'all business they, do. And they tell everything and i'm listening and i'm listening and i'm like okay i'm trying not to because it's so many kids like we have a hundred and some students each mm-hmm. and like when you said that like parents really think that we pick on their kids i'm like ma'am i have like i had a parent thinking i'm like ma'am i I wasn't even a mother at the time but ma'am i have my own issues at home going Mm -hmm. on like that was when i was married and i was going through a lot Mm -hmm. like i ain't got time i ain't even i'm trying to survive myself what do you mean like it was just so crazy for like i sit and say oh what can i do to this child today you know like that is not that is not what i sit and do but yeah the responsibility has been flipped like we have to um we are expected to do so much but when we look when we calculate the hours let's cap just calculate the hours the child is with y'all more it was a post that i saw it was like the child is only with the the teachers in the school like mm-hmm. 900 and some hours but it's with the your parent like over 2000 almost 3000 hours mm-hmm. so but the responsibility on the grades is still or the responsibility of what your child does is still on the teacher how sway no. it don't make sense no. to me and like it it really baffles me like that people really think that because it like there's so much pressure put on us as teachers Mm -hmm. and it's like i cannot and sometimes it's i feel like it's expected to me like to make the child do do their work i can't make this and i'm like if your parent can't make you do it why why do you think that i can make you do it right i I don't understand that Mm -hmm. so i'm responsible for the two children that i birthed exactly and and you know i can encourage and i can Mm -hmm. motivate the Mm -hmm. ones that i see on a daily basis yeah you know i can look out for these but But i can't make them do anything anything. and Mm -hmm. if you can't make your child and you can't motivate your child to do better for themselves then again what What are you doing as a parent? parent yeah it's like parents what what are we doing because we need we need to know like we need to know when we're both parents and we're like Okay, with our kids that we done birthed, yes, we understand. Gonna be the biggest cheerleader for for mine. But I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, we need to know this because it's like, it's all expected. And then when we think about, like, the different accolades, just thinking about something because I just thought about something. Mm -hmm. Like, when we think about the accolades that, you know, a school district or a school gets or school did, who did that? The teachers. Right. Think about that. Like, when you're thinking about, okay, yeah, this is a nice school. They got these scores and they got this. You need to thank those teachers. Don't thank. Now, granted, people at the central office. Oh, they doing they, stuff. I don't know they what they're doing. They did, you know, they, they doing stuff. They doing stuff. They're but not the ones that these scores are reflected from because the people in the central office are not the ones that are in the classroom mm-hmm. feeding your children this knowledge. And, right, uh, and I, having to move a, a unmovable child. Like we have kids who have not moved since like 
elementary school yeah. but these teachers are out here working and moving kids yes. in a pandemic in a pandemic yeah it's, it's it's you know you got to think about that in 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 basic also too you need to look at your individual child mm -hmm. and you need to pick a measure of success for your individual child mm -hmm. do not rely on these test scores yeah. to measure your child's success what mm -hmm. they can and cannot do yeah because these 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 tests are standardized that means that they are all the same mm -hmm. and honestly quite frankly some people might look at me sideways but i don't know why we take them i don't either i, I don't really know why we take them even I the uh college entry ones that you know that i have to give to my students yeah. i feel like they shouldn't be there anyway because it doesn't deter like and i've and i really got this like in one of my years of teaching when i was just talking to a lawyer because i was going to go to law school mm -hmm. and she was like yeah i made such and such on the lsat but the lsat doesn't mean and that's the entry level you know mm -hmm. law school exam right. and she was like yeah i made that and i had people in my class make um like, i think the highest you can make is a 180 and they made like a 179 they had a high That's score cool. and they flunked out of law school so like it's not an indication of if you gonna pass and right. her like hers is on the lower uh thing she felt some type of way at first but she's like a top prosecutor top lawyer like now like she passed the bar on the first chart or people who like struggle through law school or struggle through any school or whatever and it's like the test yes it's important i feel like in some regards it's important like i need you to take a test if you're gonna be a doctor like i need you to have this i understand i just don't understand why there is a why we base everything around uh, yeah it's so heavy for k through 12 education yeah and you know the the thing is this the i, I don't like it because it's, it's reflecting if you don't make this score on the test that means you're a failure and there may have been other games in other areas mm -hmm. in that school mm -hmm. besides on this test yeah. standardized testing is scary for children of color i don't know if anybody noticed yeah but it's not made based off of us yeah so it's therefore not. when they take it the results are always going to be skewed mm -hmm. and why and you know because of this and because it's it's everything is is so heavily based on it now people are expecting you to teach towards a test right. and i don't think that's fair because now you're ill preparing students for life because they ain't gonna never see this test or anything on it again outside the walls of their k-12 through institution right that's true and i feel like why why are we still like yes the scores came back you know like recently i think the scores came back and people are seeing scores or whatever but I'm like, let's look at something else. That's not the only thing we should be looking at. Because, mm -hmm. um, like you said, like, look at the games. Because, like, I was even, like, I think maybe in my first earlier years of teaching, like, a student was looking at, like, their, they were like, ooh, I made this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but no, look what you had or projected to have. Like, I remember in, um, I think it was in another district, that I taught it I think like the student was like oh I only made this and I and they were kind of sad about it mm -hmm. and I was like no you were projected well below that but you exceeded that like I tried to you had yes. growth and that was the key thing that you needed and so like the kids were kind of sad about it because I think they were honor students but 
they they did well above what they were projected or what it was shown to mm-hmm. so you have to celebrate the the growth the growth as well and i think that's children are put in public schools in order to grow yeah and i think people get so caught up with looking at the numbers mm-hmm. that they forget that mm-hmm. so what is the, how is the child growing if you don't see any growth in that child from august to may then of course that's the issue mm-hmm. but i i don't know too many times where you just see nothing unless the kid was just absolutely not, not trying not doing not nothing doing like nothing at all if that kid has been consistently coming to school mm-hmm. this kid has been consistently showing up to class consistently asking questions mm-hmm. when they don't understand right then they're gonna have some form of growth exactly yeah yeah i agree with that for sure i agree my baby, my um youngest, Ariana, she's starting kindergarten in the fall. Oh, and she's so growing up she on us. growing up, yes. So she went to pre-K last fall, last August. And so when she went, you know, she was, we were coming fresh, well, we we're still in the pandemic. Right. But coming straight out the pandemic, she stopped going to daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, she, was, she had been at home. We had tried to do some educational things at home, but she just like, if she didn't want to do it, she wouldn't do it. Right. So going in, of course, you know, she knew some numbers, she knew some letters, but she did not know how to write. Within the first month, my baby was writing her name. Oh, look at my her. My baby was writing her number. Yes. She, her vocabulary expanded. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have the utmost respect. Shout out to Rakia Campbell at One Faith Academy. Yes. Okay, if you're Come looking on. for a good private preschool and a good solid Christian education, see your baby there. Okay. Yes. Come on. Um, I saw immediate growth. Mm-hmm. By by having her in that program, right, and I was just so thankful for that, and I knew that I could entrust her teacher to have her kindergarten ready, right. So I just appreciate that. If you don't notice growth in your kids' education, you need to be trying to have some serious conversation with, with the, the teachers, teachers to mm-hmm. see what you all can do to ensure that child is getting everything he or she needs, right? Because the learning doesn't stop stop when they leave school Mm -hmm. like when you at home like my child has some developmental delays like i've talked about on the first uh episode podcast Mm -hmm. so like she has three different therapists like they give me homework Mm -hmm. to do to work with carrie to make sure that she's doing you know like for her speech for occupation for physical like make sure she's doing all this x y and z because she's with me the majority of the time so i have to continue what we doing like when she starts pre-k she'll start pre-k in the fall whatever whatever assignment that she got to do or whatever they need me to work on they're gonna give it to me so i can work on it like um you have to that's where that partnership like parents and teachers have to partner up and you know i got so sick of during the pandemic saying that you know hearing parents say they were doing teachers jobs honestly quiet as it kept i don't know why it's kept quietly but parents are the first teachers yeah you are the one that is teaching your child how to navigate through life Mm -hmm. they are going to learn the most things from you exactly so why would you not help them and i understand you may not have gone to formal school to be a teacher and you may not understand everything that they're bringing home Mm -hmm. but it's still your job to find out and how to how the best way is to assist your child i literally have 
memories ingrained uh, in my head of little Dominique and my mama sitting down with workbooks. Mm-hmm. She traumatized me a little bit because one time I did a work a work page wrong and she got a red crayon and put an elf on it with a sad face. Oh, so exactly. Thanks, mom. Oh, uh, <laughs> and so you know that maybe you know I never wanted to bring home bad grades, right? Because I didn't like the way that that felt. Well, mom and she, it was probably her hormones. Now that I think about, it, she was pregnant. Yeah, and, you know it was already three of us, and this right. was baby number four. And she was like, and Look. she was tired of, it, and we lived in Texas, so it was hot. So <laughs> it was like all these issues, you know. I was, it was like, connected. It was all it wasn't connected. You. It, it wasn't, wasn't me, but you know, they kind of made me want. They kind of gave me a little twisted motivation to, hey, I want to do well. I don't ever want to feel like you know I'm failing because I right. don't like the way that that feels. Right. Why? When did y'all stop teaching your baby at home? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see what what happened in the generations because, baby, my mama was. It, I was like nervous mm-hmm. to bring home anything lower than a B. Like mm-hmm. even when I brought home a B, I was like, can't have too many. Even when I was in college, like it was still got to me. Even now, like I'm in a, my doctoral program, I'm like, let me tell my mom I got a B in something and everything. But like that lady was hard on me. <laughs> like, uh, my dad was kind of loose. Like it was easy because I was his you know baby girl, girl. Right. but like with my mama though it was like yeah we need we because, need to do it and let me like, tell you why like, because your mama knew your full potential yeah so i'm the oldest of six mm-hmm. my mom did not hold us all to the same standard when it came to grades some oh, of yeah. us you know we some of us were straight a students some mm-hmm. of us were a b students some of us were c and maybe a d Right. As long as you weren't bringing home no any else, you know mm-hmm. she was cool. But you have that goes back to again mm-hmm. knowing your child, yeah, and knowing what your child is potentially capable of. is, yeah. And I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold each child to their own individual standard, yeah. Because I can't put you all the way up here, and I mm-hmm. know you only can achieve this much. Right. I'm gonna encourage you, and I'm gonna push you forward, mm-hmm. but. I'm not going to put you all the way up here and put you towards something that I know you'll never be able to reach. Exactly. So I appreciate my mama for that because yeah. she did not treat us all as if we were one. Mm-hmm. You know, she treated us all as individuals. Visuals, and she yeah. knew what each and every uh, one of us were capable of doing and achieving academically. Yeah. And I appreciate, now I appreciate mine for sure. But when I was going through it, it was just like... Woo. like but then it it made me have the self-motivation and like believe in myself too like it kind of like it did build up my self-esteem as a student like mm-hmm. okay ooh, i can do this oh i did this like it not just my teachers like it was having that reassurance at home like and i think i talked about it on the podcast before but like my mom always took the teacher side and like really? me being um me being the only black in my classes uh or school well not in the school but like in my classes Mm -hmm. was like already difficult uh but like the one time she did take up for me the teacher said i had a c my mom was like no my baby would not have a c you brought she brought home all this i don't see where it adds up to a c and like my mom was an educator um so she knew um 
this ain't adding up you you doing it's something that's going on so she went to the board of education because the principal backed up the teacher and they looked at my the records they were like that one c because apparently she said i had an f on something mm -hmm. she was like they were like that one f still doesn't compute it to be a c in the class though so like that they were supposed to give me a b and because they were they knew i had transferred from making hall elementary to this school and for middle school and so they uh knew i came in as an honor roll student mm -hmm. and so i was the only black in this teacher's class like the uh, the next class it was a whole group of black students but i'm like i guess i was in the honors class i don't know but uh, apparently that was the honors class but still i deserved that b so right. i had they had to come back and give me my record my um my little reward or whatever it was for honor roll for that six weeks but that was the one time that my mama took up for me because any other time she was like nope the teacher said it you like and granted it wasn't really no reason for me to complain to my teacher except it's like a lot of work or whatever i didn't really have anything crazy like no crazy stories of of disrespect or anything my teachers were doing their job so like really it was it wasn't no point in me and my mama taking my side anyway mm -hmm. but like in our day and time we have those parents that be like well let me go up to the school and see what's going on and you haven't even you have first you haven't even come to any parent teacher no. conference you, we haven't seen you your and, number is not even correct in parent school i can't even call you ma'am right but you call me on this random number and it ain't even what you have listed and you want to go down my throat from one thing and you haven't tried to you go from zero to a thousand quick yeah. like without even investigating without saying like if carrie comes to me and says hey mama this teacher did this i'm not going to jump immediately like i'm going to go investigate i'm gonna have a meeting we're gonna sit down and talk and see what's going on right before i jump to conclusions and that's i think one of the issues that's different from like our parents generate like generation parents we grew up on in the generation now they just all of a sudden jump to conclusions without researching without mm -hmm. like waiting and just actually having a conversation and you know they just want oh i want them to be changed out of the class you no know, and also let me say something else that's gonna make some parents mad y'all kids be lying like, exactly <laughs> exactly okay y'all kids will pop out a lie in a minute and quick and y'all know they lie because they lie to y'all mm -hmm. but as soon as they say a teacher did something to them then you automatically believe them mm -hmm. which yeah. is crazy it now is. i'm not saying that it couldn't happen but you can at least do your due diligence before you try to come to the school and try to fight me right like that's that hasn't happened a parent has not tried to fight me right but i'm me just either saying, but they been baby being in their office trying to be like rah, well rah, she rah. she like she don't like my child i think she don't like my child because he's mixed what i've had this conversation yes i'm like ma'am you black i'm black i had a parent tell me one time that i don't care about black and black uh students wow and you're black she was black too oh <laughs> 
Like she was black too. I cannot. Like the crazy thing is, I did it. Like her student was another student that literally lived in my classroom. Mm-hmm. I had that student in my personal vehicle because I was the head of. Uh, I did. I had a drama club, mm-hmm. and I would literally tote them in my personal vehicle on Saturdays. Saturdays to and from speech and drama competitions. Wow. Feed this child snacks. Had to literally kick this child out of my room every period on the dot. Because you was feeding them. Because they will eat you out of house and no, home. No, you can't have one snack. You can't come in here and get all the snacks every last year. You can have one snack maybe a day. And if you come in here every day, I'm going to cut you out from there too. You can't have a snack every day. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm your child's person, but I don't care about him. Girl, get out of here. Right. I hurt your feelings. Goodbye, ma'am. Goodbye. You know, let me tell you something. I may be real cute and I may be real educated, but do not play with me. Right. <laughs> it's a slight weed from Memphis. Don't play with me. a slight regicide. You better leave. Please go. It's a slight regicide. And then I had, like, one of my, just thinking about what you said, just my former students, like, that I'm still, I look. It's the particular class that I love so much because they were my first juniors here at uh, Cordova. Mm-hmm. But um, so they always they was in the trenches with me. Okay, yeah. so like, but um, because it's different coming from a dish a uh, a different district to mm-hmm. another one mm-hmm. to such a big district like we have. But like that and a bigger school. Right. So like that, but one of them tagged me in a post and it was like a teacher. I, I don't think she's a teacher anymore or like she's um was like she's not going back to teaching but like she had her door she had her feet up at the door and she was like the bell doesn't dismiss you yes, i do i, saw, I love and her i follow her on i follow her too <laughs> and like i said and like i'm looking at her videos they were like y'all must be twins like they take they put they said now they put in the videos too they were like they tagged me and they were like so I found your sister. I was like, what you talking about? Like, what you yeah. mean? And they were like, I found your sister. This is your twin. Because, like, why y'all say this? Why y'all sound alike? She sound just like you. And I think it's a Memphis thing. Like, because we grew up Memphis City Schools. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think she did. I think she went to Memphis City Schools, Shout too. Shout Right. Because it ain't nothing like it, okay? <laughs> and I think that and just the general, like, our parents just makes us who we are because we we educated we we cute and we certified but we slightly a little ratchet out here because listen i'm a nuck if you book okay if if you book i'm 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 nucking because i'm like i'm not catch me on a bad day baby i'm already nucking right before you even book so don't even come in here with it exactly but i was like y'all over here and then I have a smart mouth. Absolutely. So, like, my kids, when they say stuff, don't, y'all feel, I already, I have to tell them the first few weeks of school, because you just getting to know me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, I have a smart mouth. So, if you say something crazy, just know something crazy will be said back. Thank you. Like, I had a student say, um, they were saying something about my hair. I think because I need I was going to get my hair done or something. They said they tried to check me on my hair. And I said, baby, your hair been in this hood and ain't been cut since last year. I don't know what you're talking about. Like I said it before I knew it because look, you're not finna come don't for me. It. Don't you're come not. for me. 
and I probably check you before you even get a chance to check exactly. me. Exactly, honestly. honestly. So don't don't even. Try and their that. form of checking ain't the same. It's not the same. Like we will eat you. Like Memphis City Schools will eat you alive. Yep. I've been thinking about just like calling some of my friends up here to just check the school the kids. Just and because, see, I thought know, about that too. Just to kind of to humble them a little bit. Yeah, y'all you know? need to y'all 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 to um. What is it? Too high. Y'all trying to be too cool. Too cool. You not with cool. us. You not. They they think they can check with us. No, that's the thing. I think no. this because y'all would be crying. People literally fought every like. My husband still talking about a check that somebody checked him with twenty years ago. Wow. It sticks. Okay. <laughs> it sticks. Wow. And those checks, them they were. I'm, I'm saying, I'm like, how did they just roll off your head that quick? That's so like creative. that thinking cri critically. critically yes. You know, that's that thinking critically. And y'all, they need to get, that's what we're trying to teach y'all. Come into class so we can teach you to think critically. That's right. Because, so you'll learn, you'll know how to check properly. You won't get rocked out here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else? <laughs> no, I think that was good. Okay. Well, we thank you for joining us at the Collect Your Life Incorporated podcast. This is episode six, and we'll see you later. Wait, hold on. Oh, we have one, one more thing. thing. If you do not mind, go ahead and follow me on Facebook at yes. The Misadventures of Your Favorite Teacher's Favorite Teacher, as well as on Instagram. Now, hold on for this Instagram, y'all. Let me just explain real quick. So, it's the acronym of the page because okay. Instagram would not let me you have that think long critical name. Skills, okay? So, it is The M dot A dot O <laughs> dot Y dot F T F dot T. Yes. Okay? The misadventures of your favorite teacher's favorite teacher. Yes. We will tag it in our Instagram post too. But y'all got to use your thinking critically skills. You should have them if yes. you're listening, hopefully. And listen to my podcast as well. Yes. By the same name the on Spotify. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you.